So, as you know, my name is either Noodle Boy Nomad, Noodle, or Noodle Boy. I have a lot of nicknames, or Nomad. You can call me Nomad. And today, you can call me Noodle Boy. And today, I want to talk to you about God is good. Everybody say, God is good. And so, if you were only paying attention to one part of the whole entire service, and your parents were to ask you, because my parents used to, they used to be like, what'd you learn in service today? But they would ask, like, right before I was going to bed, like, they'd be putting me in bed, and they'd be like, what'd you learn for service? And I'd be like, uh, something. And so, if you were only listening to one part, which I recommend listening to the whole service, and your parents ask you, what did you learn? You can just tell them, God is good. And if you want to be more specifically, it's because he protects and cares for me. Everyone says, protects and cares. God is good. So first I want to read Philippians 4, 19 and 20. And it says, at this same God who takes care of me, supplying all that I need with his glorious riches, which have given us Christ Jesus, given to us by Christ Jesus. Now all glory to God, our Father, forever and ever. Amen. God is good. Outside of right now, at this very moment, or at this service, how many of you guys have ever heard the saying, God is good? Raise your hand. 500 times. And so I'm a huge why person. I like to know why something is. You know, like if you have a saying like, why did the chicken cross the road? I want to know why the chicken was even trying to cross the road. I'm a big, I'm a big why person. I like to know the reason because I feel like if you know the reason, then you can have a deeper understanding of why it is. And so today we're going to be talking about why God is good. And so um, I don't like things to be just sayings. You know, he said he heard it 500 times. I don't want it to just be another saying that goes in one ear and out the other. I want it to be an understanding. And so how many of you guys in here, don't raise your hands, have ever felt alone? Like you're going through a situation and uh, you're going through a situation, you feel alone, you feel like there's nobody there to help you, you, you have no one to talk to. Well, let me just say, tell you, God got you. Amen? God got you. He wants to protect you. He wants to take care of you. God literally sent his son Jesus in John 3.16. It says, for God so loved the world, he sent his only son. Whoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God literally care for you so much that he sent his son. Not just that, but he also sent his angels and camped around you. That's crazy. Uh, uh, the verse Psalms 34 verse 7, it says, for the angels of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds you, defends all who fear him. That word fear is not like, oh, I'm scared. It's more like having reverence or having respect for all those who respect and have reverence for the Lord. He's going to put his angels around them. How many of you guys in here know what a security guard is or what a bodyguard is? What do they do? They protect, they protect someone or something important. God has sent his angels to protect you. He called you important. God would not send, I don't think someone send their best soldiers to protect something they didn't care about, right? That's crazy. And so, he literally, it literally says, the angels of the Lord is a guard. They guard you. They protect you. So first, he sent his angels to protect you as a bodyguard because God cares for you. 
he says that in situations when you're going through stuff, and I'm not denying that people go through stuff because I know that I've went through stuff, but I'm saying that when situations do come, when stuff comes at you, that he's wanting to protect you. He's wanting to take care of you. He's wanting to make sure that you're well able to take care of this situation. And so one of my favorite verses, Deuteronomy 31.6, not going to read it. I'm just joking. Imagine. And so it says, so be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord, your God, will personally go ahead of you. He will never fail you or abandon you. Oh my gosh, I just hiccup. So what he said is not only will he send his angels to go and protect you, he said he will personally, personally go ahead of you. That's crazy. He's going to personally go ahead of you. And so not only do you have these angels, which in the Bible, if you ever read about some of the angels, they're crazy. Like two of them take out, took out a whole entire village. He's saying angels are camped around. That is insane. And not just that, but the creator of the universe said he will personally go ahead of you. He will personally take care of you. When a situation comes, because situations do come, things come up, maybe you didn't study for a test, or maybe someone's saying something rude to you, or maybe you're just having bad thoughts. We all know that these things come from the devil. God is not, God does good and the devil does bad. That is why God is good. When the devil, the devil is the one who sends stuff towards us, not God. Well, bad things. God sends good things. We'll talk about that in tithes and offerings. Anyway, so God will protect you, even when we do stupid stuff. And how many of you guys in here, and I'm raising my hand because I know I have, have ever done anything stupid? If you didn't raise your hand, probably lying. I'm just joking. And so you ever heard the saying uh, when it says, uh, when you're trying to get your parents to do something, you're like, oh, I want to do this. And they're like, if so-and-so jumped off a mountain, would you? I can literally say I've jumped off a mountain. So, And I'm about to talk to you guys about it now. And so this story happened before Leah was born. If you guys don't know, that's my sister right there. Everyone wave at her. <laughs> you good? This happened when I was 10. So well over when she was born. And I have an older brother. He's six years older than me. We went to this uh, vacation in the mountains and it was in like Gatlinburg, I think it was. And he brought his friend and they, they were like teenagers. So they had just gotten their first airsoft guns. So I have a younger brother and he's like three years younger than me. He's like more reserved when it comes to that type of stuff. So my older brother and his friend took it upon themselves to use us as target practice for his airsoft gun. Yeah. And we're, like I said, we're in Gatlinburg. We're in a mountain, like our cabin's right here. There's like a little hill. And then there's like this rock. And me and my brother are hiding behind this rock. And I can see that he was stressed because he's not really, he's more like, I'll read a book. And I'm more like, oh, let's go outside. So I could tell that he was stressed. So I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And there's a, so cabin, rock, little hill, mountain. And so I'm like, you know what? The mountain, it wasn't like this. So my 10-year-old brain was like, I can, I can get down that pretty easily. And so I'm like, I'm going to go down the mountain, around the side, distract them, pull their attention. And you stay here. You run to mom when I pull their attention. And so I'm like, yeah, I got this. And he was like, I say it's our plan, but really it was my plan because he was like, you shouldn't do that because you're going to fall. And I was like, no, you don't know me. And so 
I start, instead of like trying to slide down this thing, I, I ran down it. I, I started running. And mind you, have you ever seen, there's this thing in like comic books or fictional characters where they talk about irrelevant speed. It means speed beyond speed because you're going that fast. I was going that fast. I was running down a mountain, like a full on mountain. It was like this. And so I'm running down this thing. I end up tripping because I tried to slow myself down because I was going so fast. I tripped on some like acorns or something like that. And so, <laughs> so I'm start tumbling down this mountain. And then I finally catch myself because I like slow down. But then I start running again because, you know, momentum pulls you down. Gravity does not exist to a 10 year old when he's thinking about this plan. And so I'm like running at this mountain. And what I didn't tell you is so hill, mountain, rocks that shoot up and then a road. Yeah. So I hit, I'm going down, trip, run again shoot up in the air. And I'm probably like that high off the ground because the rocks are pointed like this. So I, in my 10 year old brain, I was like, first thing I thought of, and mind you, this is when I was a kid, I was like, I'm never going to be a Power Ranger. I'm going to die here. But then I was like, something to me said, help. And at that moment, like, mind you, I start going from this motion to head down. And so I hit the road, skid a little bit. And guess what? No cuts on my face, no nothing. You know why? Because I'm pretty sure, and I, I'm 100% sure actually, that God was like, okay. And then there was something in me since I landed on a road. I'm pretty sure an angel or God himself said, start moving. And for some reason, I couldn't stand up. I'll tell you about that in a second. So I'm just bear crawling across this road, skid marks on my side, somehow not on my head, not on my face, even though I fell from a height like, from the top of that speaker down. And so no cuts on my face, a little bit of burns, road burns, yada, yada. So I'm crawling. I finally am like, help, help. And so my parents come, they try to get me to stand up. I couldn't stand up for some reason. They check my leg and you know how your kneecaps normally, and sorry for y'all who are squeamish. You know how your kneecap is normally like a Frisbee? Well, it turns out that like, I got a hole through my kneecap. So it's more like a donut. And I would say that all y'all can feel it right now, but that'd be mad weird. I'm not going to have all y'all come up and feel my kneecap. So like, I have like a full on hole, in my kneecap, but I'm perfectly fine. And I can attest to that. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't remember hitting my knee. I don't remember a lot of things. I was just tumbling. And so all that to say that God got you, even when you're doing stupid stuff, he's going to protect you. I'm not telling you to go ahead and do stupid stuff knowing that you're going to get hurt because even the even Jesus says, don't tempt the Lord your God. You know, when he was on in the story, the devil's trying to uh, persuade him to do things and he takes him up to this tabernacle. He's like, jump off this. He's like, the angels will get you if you pray to them, if you believe. And Jesus is like, I'm not going to tempt the Lord God because that's that's not what we're supposed to do. What I'm telling you is that when you make a decision and you're, Brain isn't thinking of all the consequences of running down a hill. He got you. And so he will protect you. Luke 10, 19. It says, I have given you authority to trample over snakes and scorpions and overcome all powers of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So not only did he give you angels encamped around you, not only did he say, I will go personally ahead of you and protect you. He also said that when a 
trouble or a tribulation comes, that he's going to give you the ability because it's taught these, the snakes and the scorpions can be translated or turned to problems that come in your life. Not only is he saying that when these problems come, he's saying that like, I will literally make it so that you will step on them. I'll literally make it so that they will not even harm you. Nothing will harm you. God is good. He's saying that when a tribulation comes, when a problem comes, I got you. And I just think that's so crazy. And so I have a little example. I need two volunteers. I saw your hand first. And I'll choose you. So can I get you to stand right here? And you to stand right here? On the ground. On the ground. Thank you. And so what I want you to do, underhand throw these at her. Don't move. Just stay there. Yeah, I give you permission. You see, problems come in our life, like these balls. Maybe you didn't study for a test. Maybe someone's saying some mean things to you. <laughs> maybe maybe just someone's just being mean and throwing balls at you. I was going to, mind you, I was going to have baseballs, but I figured the person receiving them would not have liked baseballs to hit them. You're welcome. And so you can stop now. So you see, the, the, like she just experienced, they're real. Problems do come, right? You felt it. You felt the balls hit you, didn't you? So problems come. Problems happen. <laughs> you, could, you could chill. You could chill. Hey, chill. Anyway, problem. No, stay up here. Stay up here. Stay up here. I need you still. No. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Anyway, problems come. Problems happen. We saw that right there. They still happen. Life is real. So I need two more volunteers. I saw your hand and your hand. Your hand. Stand back a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. What I want you to do is stand in front of her. And what I want you guys to do is by any means, and I'm meaning any means, don't let any of the balls touch her. Any means. Underhand toss, you can start. No means. <laughs> this, is, this is a representation of God and the angels before you. Yeah, the problems are still coming. These problems are still coming. <laughs> That's a perfect example of what I was talking about. <laughs> Yo, underhand. <laughs> okay. These problems, look. <laughs> you can stop. You can stop. <laughs> You're good. It, it is. You can sit down. You're, hey, chill. Sit down. Sit down. When we have God on our side, yeah, the problems still happen. But you saw that she had a defense in front of her, right? She had someone stopping the ball. When we put our trust and faith in him, when we looked to him, when we set our eyes upon him, he's able to take that from us. Jill, Jill. He's able to take that from us. He's able to protect us. He's able to hold us. And so that reminds me of the scripture. 2 Corinthians 4.18. So we don't look at the troubles we see now. Rather, we fix our gaze. Everyone. 
2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we don't look at the troubles we see now. Rather, we fix our gaze upon things we cannot see. For the things we can see now will be gone, but the things we cannot see will be here forever, will last forever. When we put our focus and we put our gaze on him, he's able to help us. When we put our focus and gaze on him, we're able to have all those things. We're able to not only have angels set up and camped around us, not only to have angels encamped around us, we're also to have him who personally goes before us. And then not just that, but we're also able to have, be able to trample upon these snakes, trample upon these problems that come towards us. God is good. Amen? He has a plan for you all the way in your mother's womb. Yes, as crazy as that sounds. He had cared for you to literally make a plan all the way from before you were born till after you're gone. And it wouldn't be a noodle boy or nomad sermon if I didn't mention like anime or Marvel. And so I'm not going to name the show where this person's from, but there's this character, his name is Ichigo. And then there's this villain, his name is Aizen. And what this villain did is literally planned the main character's life from like his parents getting together. He put that much care into the plan. 20 years of planning so that this character was 20 years old and he still had, he was still in the plan. God wants to be that for us. Yes, this character was a villain, but like God wants to be, he cares for you. He said that he's put angels in camp around you. He said that he will personally go before you. He said that he will also help you that when problems come, that you'll be able to trample upon them. He's saying that I have a plan for you. And he planned to prosper and not to harm you. He has planned our life to be fulfilling. He wants to see our life fulfilled. That's why he gave us so much stuff. That's why he said he would personally go before you. That's Bless you. <laughs> That's why he said that he's encamped angels around you. Because he cares for you. God cares for you. Yes, he cares for you. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and then thank him for all he has done. God wants you to talk to him. He wants, he, he cares for you. When you have a problem, when you're going through something, take it to him. Because I can promise you that I've had problems in my life and I thought they were going to be, take me over. But with him, I've been able to come through them. Be like a, and I'm not, discrediting the problems that come in your life because problems are real. Like you saw right there, you, you felt them. The, the balls were coming, weren't they? Problems did come. But you know, but you know, with God, you can overcome. God is good. He wants to be your protector. He wants to be your provider. And I'm preaching the last Wednesday of every month. So I'm going to be just doing this mini series of why God is good because he's so good. He's given us all these things. And I literally wrote in here, guys, God is good. Because he is. He wants to take care of you. He wants to fulfill you. In Revelations 1.8, it says, I am the living one. I died, but I, but look, I took, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and the grave. You guys ever played a video game where you have to go through and you keep dying in this one spot? Now imagine if that video game you can't die. Not only that, but you have the best armor in the game. Not only that, but you have the best bodyguard in the game. Not only that, but if a problem comes, you have the best weapon in the game. 
God has literally made your life broken. He's given you the ability to literally follow after his plan. And not just that, but you'll be fully protected. You'll be fully provided for. And that, God is good. I meant to say that at the beginning. You're probably going to hear a lot of God is good, but you probably understand that by now. And that's really what I have for this sermon. And I know it probably is a little short, but yeah, we're dismissed. I thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are so good, that you have provided for us, that you sent your angels and camps around us, Lord, that you will personally go before us, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us the ability to trample over the snakes and the scorpions, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all this. In Jesus' name, amen.